It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Welcome to a very special episode of B movie breakdown. It's episode number eleven. Today we're covering He-Man and She-Ra, A Christmas Special. It was universally panned by critics, most notably a five-year-old, Monty A. Smith, who noted that Don Heckerman and Bob Ford had done more than ruin his childhood than even his alcoholic father and childhood diabetes combined could ever do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, and I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And this is the B-Movie Breakdown. This is a podcast where we take... Movies, whether they're low-budget, lesser-known, or what have you, of past and present, home of the good, the bad, and truly the what-the-fuck. That's all I could think so many times while watching this Christmas special. Oh, yes. Because it's one of the most insane, like, one of the most insane, non-purposely, you know, non-purposely insane Christmas specials. Because, you know, there's, like, Tim and Eric Christmas... Or Crimbus or whatever. That's weird. And No, that's different now. Yeah. We have things that are like designed to be weird. Yeah, designed to be things. weird. This definitely was not designed to be weird. Uh, each, movie's, each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode so you too can join in on the madness. So last week in episode 10 when we covered Jack Frost, we mentioned that this week we were doing He-Man and She-Ra Christmas Special, which is available on Netflix like all of our other movies we watch. You can listen to us if you subscribe. On iTunes, on our website, bnbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site, our email, bnbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bnbpodcast, or like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash bnbpodcast. Our opening theme was by Jonathan Mann, man with two ends, jonathanman.net. YouTube song a day man, man with two ends. Check him out. He's awesome. So... We shall move on to the amazing He-Man, She-Ra, A Christmas Special. Well, there are a lot of, uh... Seems like back in the 80s, like, everybody did their own Christmas special. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. they greenlit one-offs for things that weren't even shows, and there are a few of them that were just really, really weird out there, and it didn't have much to do with even really Christmas, other than it was in the background, and they just, you know, played up, you know, a little bit. And I'm sure that started even before the... I'm sure it started along the lines of, like, Jetsons and Flintstones even, too. Oh, I know, but... Them having Christmas, I think that kind of started the whole, every cartoon's got to have a Christmas special, and then it really bled into the 80s a lot, and then the early 90s. Everything had a Christmas special. Snorks, Smurfs... Oh, yeah, but, you know... Camp Candy, I don't know, they all fucking had their own Christmas special. Yeah, a lot of those things were, like, still, like... Either made in the '80s or right around the end oh, yeah. or something. Oh, so yeah. it, I know it dropped off a lot in the '90s. But what I was going to say is, like, there just because everybody was doing these things, some shows just aren't built to be Christmas shows at all. And instead, we you know get something as fucking weird as this. Or um, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me now, but it was one of the Rankin Bass stop motion ones. I think it was called like the life and something of Santa Claus, where you find out that Santa was actually, St. Nick was raised by all these strange, magical, mythological creatures who ended up doing battle with an army of demons and slaughtering them all to shield him until he could become Santa Claus. (laughs) What the fuck? What the, what the actual fuck? (laughs) Well, that's what I was saying when we, when I watched the He-Man and She-Rock Christmas special, because 
This is definitely a show that's not designed to have a Christmas special, especially when most of the characters in the show don't know what Christmas is. Well, you know, I believe it was this and the weirder ones, like I just mentioned, that were the inspiration for Family Guy's parody, Kiss Save Santa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no, Santa's been stolen? That does not rock! <laughs> Easy, Gene. <laughs> oh, Santa's in a pterodactyl nest. Everybody knows pterodactyls can't stand the screech of a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it opens up with them what looks like they're decorating for Christmas. Yeah. But no, when they, when they decorate for birthday parties, they decorate it as if it's Christmas, basically. <laughs> because it is Adam and Adora's birthday, who are He-Man and She-Ra. The fraternal okay. twins. Yes. But I, one, I just don't understand... And I, and I guess I never realized this till now. Why do they need secret identities when they constantly change in public? Well, they don't, though. They they go someplace where people can't see them. And each show was in the opening because it gets repeated yeah. all the time. Yeah. Three people know our secret. So if they change in front of people, it's in front of the people that know their secret. Yeah, the one time, though, they're like out in the middle of like their whole like garden area. Somebody could have seen them from any point. They weren't there. They're, it didn't happen. They're out in the open, and she's like, she I'm like, what? This is out in the open. Like, I just don't even get it. Like, why do they even need secret identities at this point? If you're just going to do if it. These people are oh, so dim, they can't put together that, oh, Adam's always walking around with a pussy little tiger, and He-Man comes in riding a badass tiger. There are so many tigers all over Eternia. It's like, nope. There's no way they could be the same. Which there was no appearance by, by him in this movie. Yeah, Battle Cat, that's all right. Yeah. He, well, we had Spirit Wind. Swift wind. Swift wind. Why did I say the horse is named Spirit, and when he transforms that's into right. Pegasus, he's Swift. That's wind. right. That's why I said I combine the names together. Yeah. So we had Swift wind, but but no Battle Cat. Whatever. Well, I, Battle whatever. Cat can't fly, and He Man needed to fly. This so of true. course this. This barbarian that runs around in his underwear has access to hovercrafts and no, his hovercraft was very ambiguously gay, gay duo looking. <laughs> the way, so even the way he was riding it, it's oh, like, yeah. I just thought of ambiguously gay duo. Because yeah. I knew, I knew always. Because I even had Skeletor action figure that had the like thing, the, his little craft. But that was he always had that it looked like a like a like a wave runner or something. But though. Um, He-Man's was like a wave runner thing, but you had to like lay on your stomach on it, kind of, and like have your ass sticking up in the air. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was very like whoa. And then I forgot. I it's been so long since I watched a lot of this He-Man stuff. I forgot how weird his voice sounds when he's Adam. Well, I, part is, of it is, is that always like that, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it oh, see, is. I haven't it, watched He-Man in so long. Yeah, me neither. I forgot what a pussy he is. He's like, oh. Not just an action, but like... Is this my birthday? Well, like, they put a stupid effect on his voice to make him sound like half-neutered. But, like, that was part of the thing. Like, Filmation was infamous not just for cheaping out by, like, reusing as much stock footage as they could. They kept a very small voice cast. Oh, yeah, oh, and yeah. And you'll notice a lot of the oh, villains yeah. that show up here, like, they just have shitty, like, slow-down effects on their voice to differentiate, you know, rat lore and the spiky guy and whoever else yeah, was Yeah, they would keep the same people all the time for all their or shows. Or they just, you know, use, you know, the same couple women to do, like, multiple voices and just give them really weird, shitty pseudo-accents. Like, Mermista has this half-assed, like, lispy French accent, and, you know, that's what they did back then. What was really awful was to see Voltron, where they had such a small cast they kept for it. They only had one woman, and she did uh, Princess Allura and Hagar the Witch. So when they needed another woman character... And if they had more than 
you know, those two plus, you know, other guest stars, you know, they didn't want them all to obviously sound like the same woman. So I saw at least one episode where they had Michael Bell, one of the guys, just talking like this, and I'm one of the women in this episode. <laughs> at that point, I was just like, oh, no. Thank God Media Blasters put out the uncut subtitled Japanese version, because I could not have bought eight expensive DVD sets to listen to dubs like that. <laughs> so, all right. You have Adam, He-Man... And Men at Arms. I love that he is one of the the highest-ranking people in this kingdom. And, you know, uh, he's friends with the royal family, obviously. He's highly trusted. Do they call him Duncan? No, he's still Man at Arms. Where's Adam and Man at Arms? Not Duncan. Yeah, so why why can't he he He-Man just be He-Man all the time? Like, you know what I mean? Like, not all the time, but, like, why can't they just call him He-Man then? Like, He-Man and Man-at-Arms. They don't know that he's He-Man. He can't tell his parents. I don't know why. Man-at-Arms knows and the Sorceress knows and they're Teela's parents. And for some reason, they can't tell Teela that she's descended from the Sorceress, even though she's supposed to take over for her one day because she can't know until it's time why. (laughs) There's there's just so much, like, bullshit secrecy in both of these shows for no reason. He's afraid to come out to his parents. (laughs) That must be what it is. It's the only thing I can think of. Because <laughs> there's no real reason. Uh, so they're working on the Sky Spy, which is like this satellite rocket that is uh, intended to spy on Skeletor. But the moment they head back into the palace, here comes good old Orko, and he... Oh, what's this thing? I just have to fuck with it, because I'm one of those annoying oh, characters my. that's in every 80s cartoon. I'm... It just has to fuck with shit and fuck up the show and cause problems. I forgot how annoying his voice was, too. Oh, hey! What's Christmas? I don't think his voice is as bad as just the fact that they have him keep blah 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 oh, about yeah. so much nothing and causing so much bullshit. That then, like, all the unnecessary talk that comes from him that would be better spent on the other characters and, like, exploring, adventuring. Well, yeah, so Orko, he ends up taking off in the Sky Spy, and who ends up seeing him? None other than Skeletor. And for whatever reason, Skeletor decides to go after this rocket ship without knowing who's inside or where it's from or anything about it. He just goes off after it. I think it's pretty safe to assume on the pseudo-barbarian world. Who else is it going to be but my enemies? This is true. Might as well capture it and see if I could use it for my own ends. Yeah, yeah, and then that's when He-Man goes after the... Because, well, well, they keep going, where is Orko? Where is Orko? <laughs> and because they find his uh, spell book, which he is uh, never without, apparently. And Not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they mention. They say that he's... Well, he like, might always carry it on him, but... No, never mind. Well... She-Man and He-Rock... Well, actually, He-Man and She-Rock go after the Collector when they see it in the sky. They still don't know that Orko is in the, um, in the Sky Spy. And then he go. This is more of um, He-Man being, you know, maybe a little bit... Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes... He's on top of the claws that are outside the Collector. And he... And he right before he cuts off their hand, their, like the claws, he goes... These claws need a manicure. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he he fights them for a little bit, then he just chops them off with one stroke from his sword, and he goes, claws to paws. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's about to get captured. He get, like All these ropes go around him, and She-Ra shows up on Swiftwind. Oh, inside the ship, they're like, oh, it's He-Man. And then one of the other bad goons goes, quiet, he'll hear us. <laughs> Pretty sure he knows somebody's in there, guys. 
That was pretty funny. So then he goes to do it, and then they just punch a hole in the side of the thing, and then it decide, and then it go, takes it off course. But Orko, he's in stones at the Sky Spy, and they don't know that he's inside the Sky Spy at this point. He decides to, he's just like, oh, magic spells? Sure, why not? That was Orko's whole thing throughout the series. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I'll try a magic spell on this. Oopsie daisy, where am I going now? And if it's so easy to just fuck himself all the way from Eternia back to Earth, which we're told earlier in the series that, you know, they they exist in the same universe, but they're so far apart, and Queen Marlena from He-Man's Kingdom Eternia was actually a uh, an astronaut from Earth whose ship somehow got diverted and crashed Yeah, and she Eternia. knows all about Christmas because earlier in the thing she says, uh, this reminds me of Christmas, and then the king's like, what do you, what's Christmas? Well, I... Okay, there's that, but I was just basically going on about how like she's she's stuck on this world and makes a thing about oh I I had to marry the the king then and now this is my life and you know like making it sound like she wanted to get back so bad and it was so impossible but one little bullshit thing from Orko and oh suddenly I'm back on Earth and oh yeah we could get you back from Earth and why doesn't she go home then why don't they send the queen back to at least say hey to her family maybe, what up I'm not dead maybe everybody she knew is dead now. They didn't say anything about there being, like, a time lapse between them. It's not like they're in fairyland or but something. But it's Eternia, so everyone's eternal. Well, she planet is Etheria. Everybody's not up in the ether over there. This is very... Although, very, considering very the trippy-ass multicolored forest they live in, I guess <laughs> maybe they are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well... Uh, Orko, after his bullshit, he lands on Earth, and he runs into these two kids, Miguel and Alicia. Both two white kids, because yeah. God knows all the rich who little yups would name their white boy Miguel. Who don't look Mexican or ethnic yeah, or anything at all. The boy should have been Miguel, and the girl should have been Starkeisha. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when they say that they're lost, the two kids go, we're lost. And Orko says, you're not lost. You found me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't seem to have any problem with this weird blue masked guy floating, you know, three feet off the ground. He's like, oh, my ship just crashed over there. Oh, so you're an alien. Oh, that's no problem. We'll just go with you. <laughs> yeah. And they go, it's a flying saucer. And he goes, no, it's not. It's a sky spy. So, okay. <laughs> oh, now he's a Soviet. Fuck! Yeah, like, they'll be like, oh, a sky spy? Those are okay to go into, but flying saucers? Fuck no, man. I'm not stepping inside no flying saucer. <laughs> and then they proceed to explain Christmas to Orko, oh, which was absolutely hilarious. He's like, what are you kids doing out here? We're looking for a Christmas tree. Who sends kids out to chop down a real, honest-to-God fucking Christmas tree? Well, apparently, their parents... The shittiest parents ever, parents that's who. Who really didn't give a fuck that they were gone, because <laughs> at the end, they're one, they're, well, they don't really give a fuck, to, to be all honest. Oh, well, and their dad looks like Mario. Let's save that for the end. They don't. Their parents don't give a fuck. They belong in the same club as the mom from Mac and me and so many of these other bad parents. The parents from Troll 2. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so they explain Christmas, and they they cut the part where they're explaining the whole story of Jesus. <laughs> because we gotta we gotta keep it unoffensive or whatever. Right? Well, they well they kind of do, but then they start talking about three wise men and yeah. stuff like that. And he's like, as long as you don't say Jesus. It's yeah, okay. and then Orko just doesn't give a shit about anything. He's like, that's a great story. What about those presents? Oh, oh yeah. Well, the the girl is somehow like screwing everything up. She might belong in the special class with the kid from Jack Frost. But she's like, yeah, it's the Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Who the fuck says that? It, she belongs on Tim and Eric. You know, pre. Crimbus. <laughs> yeah. Christmas tree. <laughs> and then he goes, what was that about? Jingle spells? And she goes, not jingle spells. Uh, dingles bells? No, jingles bells. No, jingle bells. And then it immediately cuts to the, the transition thing. And they go, she right. That was like the trippiest fucking thing to me. Dingles bells? No, jingles bells. Jingle be- or jingles bell. Jingle bells. she Like, oh my God. Yeah, if I were that. high right now, I'd be fucking freaking be, out. They did those transitions like in some really abrupt moments. Too. He man. Yeah, they do that. Like, They've done that throughout that, both shows. Yeah, they do that on the shows. But it's been so long since I had watched oh, yeah. it that I forgot how abrupt they were, especially in this. I think you're more used to like the the somewhat gentler ones they do on Transformers, where they just play the same piece of music and flip the head around, like da 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 da. Yeah, like, that's a little more like okay, Subtle I can deal and, with that. But you know. yeah. Well, back on Eternia, uh, everyone discovers that Orko is missing, and they find his magic spell book, which uh, apparently he's never without, because they mentioned that a few times, and Man at Arms managed to pull up the coordinates of the spy, Sky Spy's location. How can he do that when it's fucking light years away? Yeah, I don't understand, and then Queen Marlena recognizes the coordinates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, for somebody that can't get back to Earth, she sure was able to find out where it is, and like, oh, I know how to get there, except I just can't or something. I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah, seriously, fuck it. So, they need these Carrium water crystals that can only be found in, uh, where was it at? The bottom of, or in some kind of ruins at the bottom of a pool. So she arrived, I know, just but it was to on, talk to. It was on Etheria. Etheria. Etheria, yeah, right? Yeah. So she had to teleport back to her world and then talk to this goofy, lispy, French, fake French-accented mermaid chick. And oh, her, the mermaid's name, yeah, the mermaid's name was Mermista. I was like, oh, clever name. And the, the crystal was so easy to get. Oh, yeah. They tricked that and, damn... And nothing. she just lures this sea beast, or beast monster. The beast monster. Great name. It's basically just a dinosaur that was sitting in a pool. She tricks it out of the water and knocks it into some ruins. And what would have been nice would have been to see the quest for this thing underwater, a struggle or something, but no. Mermista just pops her hand out holding the crystal, I guess as an homage to the Lady of the Lake, which is fine, but, oh, here you go, that was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, and then the, these robots come out of the ground. The monstroids. Yeah, the monstroids, and they put a bubble around her, and she escapes from it so easily, and they just leave. Why even put her in the bubble? They shoot a laser at her that turns into a bubble prison. Yeah, and then then they just cut through with a sword. Yeah, and then they just leave her. They just leave. Like why? She's on our turf. Why don't we try to kill her, capture her? They have holding cells. We see that later. Yeah. So like, oh nope, just leave her alone. Oh, and by the way, I forgot what Swiftwind's voice was like. Holy dog shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's all I can say is holy dog shit because his voice is more manly than He Man's voices. He's oh, like yeah. this rainbowy, you yep. know, flying <laughs> horse that's just like, hey guys, we gotta go that way. I love the jacked fucking guy who's obviously like working out, you know, seven days a week, ten hours a day, is like, you know, fruity as hell. And then the rainbow horse is just, you know, got the fucking Adora. What kind of help do you need? <laughs> like, holy shit. Well, Adora just escapes from the bubble like no, like, oh, yeah. like it's nobody's business. She returns, gets the crystal demanded arms, and then sure well, enough, he you know just... You know what? I, I'm, <laughs> I'd read that the whole reason they had the monsteroids on here was try to, to try to compete with the emerging popularity Transformer. of Transformers. Oh, it was very obvious. And they're like, they're, they're robots, not just robots, transforming robots. Evil robots, like <laughs> they're threatening our ratings. Fuck them! And so their whole really? thing, like they do this weird, like almost like stop motion yeah. kind of thing, where you just see them transition into like folding up to lay down, and like two of them are like these weird tank things, and the other one just raises his arms and legs and flies like Superman, and that counts as a transformation. <laughs> so are the machines like GoBots? <laughs> Not really, because no, like, they I don't know. transform at all. Well, yeah, but. but like, oh, this is what we think of Transformers, and then this is what we think of GoBots. <laughs> <laughs> Manchines. Uh, so they when they when they get back and they transport Orko and the Sky Spy back, they also transport Miguel well, and Alicia. They talk about this transport beam as if they've used it before, and as far as I remember, they haven't. And oh, what they always say about this thing? Step into the light. Okay. And then the, they just take the whole ship with them anyway, so why did Orko need to step into any light? Yeah. And then, he, oh, don't worry, they're just coming to take me back. Yeah, kids, come back to my home planet with me. Because yeah. who gives a fuck? You'll yeah. be my pets now. Yeah, yeah. They essentially okay. This is the essentially this is the first time the kids are kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. They're they're essentially kidnapped on accident, but they are kidnapped. And the kids don't seem to care that they're on a completely different planet. All they're worried about is missing Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can get, they can, they're not. Scared. They say like, well, it'll take some two shits. It'll take some time to recharge the crystal, so we won't be able to send you back for a few days. They're like, but we'll miss Christmas. And then Marlena goes, well, I know all about Christmas, and why don't we just. Combine the upcoming He-Man She-Ra birthday party with Christmas, and then he'll be able to celebrate here. And there's like, okay, as long as we get a party, we give no shits. <laughs> if I was Adam and Adora, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what the fuck? You're, you're already combining my birthday with my goddamn sister. <laughs> now you're going to combine it with these two fucks? Oh, no. Oh, no. Nobody cheats Adam out of his fabulous presence. Yeah, where's my sweet 16? <laughs> <laughs> I want my heels. I want my Gucci purse. Somebody get me a manicure. <laughs> 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 well, it cuts from that, and then it goes to Skeletor and Hordok. Who are Hordak? Hordak. Hordak. He's not a doctor. <laughs> Don't call him that. He hasn't earned it. He hasn't even gone to University of Phoenix online. Are you sure? Yes. Maybe he went to University of Phoenix online. Oh, Great oh, Skull Division. Oh, he's doing the new one, the University of South New Hampshire or whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's the uh, you know Gray Skull edition of it. No. They don't have a Grayskull edition of University of University of Phoenix online. Brought to you by Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> Stadium. Okay. Uh, I don't 
know, for what's supposed to be a barbarian world, they have a lot of technology, but I, I just assume they're pulling it out of their asses. <laughs> but just like... Either that or they're excavating it. Just like, like whoever was writing this, because sometimes I feel like they're just pulling things out of their ass to <laughs> throw this shit together, because this Christmas special felt so just thrown together all half-assed. I love it, though. I love well, Hordak and Skeletor, who, at this point in time, uh, were... Enemies of each other, yeah, right. Because yeah. like I know they, Skeletor was his mentor at one point. Like they worked together, right? Um, that was in the new series. I thought that was always. I thought even back then, because I had the. I always just. I I always had the tapes of it when I was a kid, and I thought that was the thing. Maybe, yeah. I thought they worked together. I didn't think they were. All, they were enemies. They were the enemies of He Man, but also enemies of each other. I thought that it became that way. Um. I'm not entirely sure. I personally don't remember it being that way. Like, they were just always rivals rather than... But, like, it it didn't happen until, you know, they did, you know, 130 episodes of He-Man, which was pretty much unprecedented for kids' cartoons. Like, weekday kids' cartoons got capped at 65 episodes. Well, fucking She-Ra is 93. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Back then, you usually got capped at 65 episodes. If you got more than that, it was, like, a a special thing. It didn't happen very often. He-Man got 130 episodes, and rather than do more of that, oh, we'll do a spinoff, so we'll do She-Ra. So then they bring in Hordak and Horde Prime, which is, like, some, some evil overlord who's, like... I don't know if he's trying to take over the universe or just their galaxy or their area of the universe... But, like, they never show him. You just see, like, that misty, shrouded figure and then, and then the giant robot yeah. arm coming down. But, like, he is Hordak's boss for sure. But then it seemed to me like they just threw in that, oh, yeah, Skeletor is supposed to work for me, too. How? When he's always been on this, you know, this barbarian world and never mentioned Horde Prime or having a master at all yeah. at once. He's like until this all, all-encompassing supreme master. And he lives inside a hollowed-out asteroid in the middle of an asteroid belt, which always seems to be experiencing a meteor shower. Well, and Horde Prime is such a shitty bad guy because, I mean, he believes that the Christmas spirit is now brought to eternity, or eternity, Eternia, <laughs> and it is the only thing that could possibly stop yes, his rise Christmas to power. Christmas threatens my rule. Yes, the Christmas spirit will stop his rise to power. So he orders... He orders them to destroy the kids. He never even really says capture them, though they keep just wanting to kidnap these kids. He basically, he just keeps saying to destroy the Christmas spirit. So these kids brought the Christmas spirit. They should He should have just killed them. I think the only reason they are keeping them alive was just so that they could kill them in front of him to be like, see, it was me, not the other guy. Ha <laughs> ha. So they, but I love uh, Hordak they, or Skeletor's shot about you can't stop these you know the two of them together. You can't even deal with that muscle bound female Shira. <laughs> yeah, so they they cut back down to Eternia. Yeah. And this is probably one of the most insane parts of the oh, yeah. thing. So you have I couldn't remember the woman's name. Perfuma. A perfuma. One of one of the many like chicks in like Shira's group who almost never gets used. Like she adds all these there was the leader of the resistance before she came along, Glimmer. She's always there. And there's Bo, like Bo, the guy with yeah, like the, the half-shirt tank top thing. I remembered like, Bo, but I couldn't remember her name. But like all these other chicks, like she adds to her army, but like just for the purpose of selling dolls, because they almost never get used on here. But this chick Perfuma, she's... For, I guess her thing is to like deal with plants and whatever, and that's fine. But she, yeah, because she, she goes, literally just makes spring. whatever happen. She's like, I'll turn it into spring. They're like, oh... 
Yeah. It's like wait your arm. Perfume and... Christmas takes place in the winter. Winter, like, you oh. got it. Let's <laughs> we'll turn everything into poinsettias now. <laughs> so Bo is playing a guitar like, oh, or like yeah, a mandolin or yeah, something. Just in time to sing my new Christmas song, which these kids already know somehow. Wait, hold on, I have two issues with this. Two issues here. Okay, the one is how do the kids know the Christmas song? And the other one is how does he how did he write a Christmas song? They just learned yeah. that Christmas is a thing. <laughs> That's a good that he point. might not even know the story of Christmas or what it's about at this point. <laughs> they all just learned that Christmas exists. I'm Bo and I'm a fucking follower for sure. <laughs> He's like a hipster, like, oh yeah, I already oh I've been about Christmas way before even Marlena came listen, here. I've known about Christmas. Listen to my awesome new four-line song about Christmas. Yeah, and then the kids sing it, and I'm just like, what the fuck? How do they know this? I was so baffled that, that they knew this song already. So now Hordak shows up and uses the tractor beam to capture Miguel, Alicia, and Orko. This is the yeah, second take time. Take Orko's annoying ass too? Sure, why not? This is now this is the second time these kids have been kidnapped. Yep. Number two. Okay. So they're taken from from Hord by Hordak, who are then taken by the Monstroids, and the Monstroids take the kids. Num- kidnapping number three. Yeah, Hordak had to cut through Monstroid territory to get back to his base, and then they just pop out and mug him, basically, which I don't think has ever happened at any other point in the She-Ra series. Yeah, and these kids are just so calm through everything. Yeah. Like, they're, this is the third time they've been kidnapped, twice by bad guys, and they're just so calm. And this third time is by these giant robots. Yeah. Like, they don't seem to be phased by any of this. Like, oh, we saw a flying, floating guy land on Earth, and we had to tell him about Chris. So now we believe everything. <laughs> like, there's no questioning anything. Like, oh, what's this? Or who are you? Or whoa, 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 whoa. Well, the thing that's keeping them going is the fact that they know they're getting presents if they can get back to Eternia. Basically. Well, then He-Man and She-Ra, they go see the all-encompassing Peekaboo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another one of She-Ra's, uh, you know, often not used chick army. Yeah. She has well, they, this giant peacock tail. They had to use them somewhere. With eyeballs on them, and they give her, like, sight beyond sight. They had to use her somehow, so why not in a Christmas special? Yeah. <laughs> and they show up just in time to, you know, handle them and with help from uh, the... Oh, we forgot to mention, uh, when before the peak blue scene, even, the Manchines are introduced. Which are basically, like... Annoying little kids that are supposedly like cyborgs or something. Yeah, they just have and like the most non-threatening little. Their enemies are the monstroids. How are these little tiny, yeah. little baby things enemies? They, they with can just be stepped on or blasted like nothing. Oh, oh I've got a hand that spins. That's why they call me Cutter. And here's my cousin. They call him Zipper because he folds himself up like a thing. And yeah, like, like, come on, right, on, right away, right when they. Bring in the first man shoe. He's like, "Oh, a man sheen." I'm just like, "Are they pulling this shit out of their ass?" I like, just, they're literally making this up as they go. It's just like, "Oh, what do we need now?" Well, we need these something to battle the monstroids. What about machines that fight them too? Well, they can't be machines. What about man sheens? Okay, that sounds good. Can they be little snork, little like creatures yeah. that are machines? Oh, sure, why not? They did mention them earlier in this episode, but I don't think they were ever in the Shira series before this, and they. 
they just talk about him like, oh yeah, we know him, we've met him. <laughs> and they're really weird. Like, okay, the one guy comes and he's like, I'm blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the fuck their names are. And he says what his name is. And he goes, oh, my cousin's coming. And he get, they get on his cousin and ride on his cousin. Yeah. Isn't that kind of fucked up? <laughs> like, oh, we need to ride on They don't you, man. call me Cutter for nothing after he cuts the bars. And, oh, we got to go. Well, they don't call me Zipper for nothing. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> there's a monstroid right behind the er, behind me around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a and here's our Mansheen puppy, yeah. whatever the hell his name was. His name if was... he's a Mansheen puppy, shouldn't he be an animal sheen? <laughs> That's very, very true. The puppy's name was Relay. Right. Yeah. But... When did they ever learn his name? They never introduce him to him. And later on, they mention his name when there was Skeletor. So when well, Relay and Shira show up on the Monstroid planet to save the kids. They start killing a lot of monstroids. They're basically taking out an entire race of oh yeah things. Uh, these guys showed up in one episode of She-Ra before this, and there are only six of them, or you're led to believe there's only six. So and she killed them all back then. Yeah. So their entire race is just completely <laughs> wiped out from existence in this in this Christmas episode, her <laughs> Christmas special. So then, in the midst of all this. And, like, oh. these things get taken down so easily for having the weapons they have and the size they have. They, He-Man, or, he, either He-Man or She-Ra grabs one of their legs in mid-step and, like, pushes him backwards. And he falls onto this tiny little three-foot-tall Mansheen's head and breaks apart from hitting this little three-foot thing's head. Yeah. And then, like, most of their stuff is just, like, grabbing them and throwing them around or, like, tripping them all in together and, like, they crash into each other and break apart. I don't think the monstroids are that monstrous. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, well, the world's the world's most uh, vicious cripples. The thing or... is, I don't even understand why they spend the time to battle these monsters. Why don't they just take the kids and get the hell out of there? Because they tell yeah. the kids to go to the side, and what do they do? For the fourth time now, get captured <laughs> now by Skeletor. Yep. Who, um, at one point, uh, he has a run-in with Hordak and gets shot down, and then now they have to go on foot. Uh, near the top of a snowy mountain, and, the, and they're moving, and... They, I know it's probably colder up there, but these kids are wearing winter coats and pants the whole time. We can't move, Skeletor. We're too cold in our winter coats. We need another coat to keep going. Yeah. So he now they have to go on foot, and the, when the kids are like acting like that, at one point Alicia is laying on the ground, looks like she's dying. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this kid is dying because she's that cold. It must be fucking freezing up there. So now Skeletor is like forced to be nice if he wants to get this amazing reward that was promised by Horde Prime. He's like, oh, I, uh, he's like, I have to give you winter jackets. And they're like, well, we gotta bring the puppy. And no, he's like, fuck the puppy. And he's like, fine, bring the puppy so it doesn't freeze to death. Well, oh. No, at first he wants to say, fuck the puppy, well, yeah. but then they, he. He makes him take off without it, then it just starts barking and whining. Yeah. yeah. Somebody went by. Anyway. Oh. But the puppy just starts barking and whining, and then Skeletor just has the pain of, you know, oh my god, I guess we'll take the puppy too. Yeah, and he also saves them from a snow beast. Well, he has to because yeah. that was, you know, save the kids so he can get the reward from Horde Prime. That wasn't really But not only does he do all that stuff, he also inquires about Christmas. Yeah. He wants to know what Christmas is all about. Well, 
considering Horde Prime thought that was the thing that was threatening his rule, I guess it makes sense that he'd want to know about it. Like, this powerful thing that's threatening my boss. You but know? then he, he keeps trying to be nice to them, but he still has to keep reassuring, like, <laughs> that he's a bad guy. <laughs> like, he, he's trying to add, oh, what happens on Christmas? Oh, lots of fun stuff. Do you get in lots of fights? What? No. Fighting is fun to me. Uh, we get presents. Do they explode? Are they exploding presents? No, that'd be mean. They're just regular presents. Well, what fun is that? <laughs> he man. Yeah. So they got one. They're on their track. All of a sudden, Horde Prime shows up in his ship. Hordak shows up, He-Man and She-Ra, all of them show up all basically at the same time. I don't think Horde Prime was here yet, it was Hordak with his uh, legion of robotic Horde troopers first, and he's like, uh, you know, I want the kids, and then He-Man and She-Ra show up. He-Man jumps up in his man-bikini underwear, sticks his chest out, hands on his hips, and, we'll take those children, I wrote, says Jack Dude in underwear. <laughs> and then Horde, uh, Hordak's like, no, I want the kids, they're mine. So then, he, the next line out of He-Man's mouth is, when you two are finished, we'll take the children. That doesn't sound rapey at all. <laughs> no, not at all. The, uh, well... Hordak ends up knocking Skeletor out by deflecting one of his own laser beams. But what wakes... And then Hordak is a good aim. You hit yourself. So basically, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah. And then what What can wake up Skeletor? None other than puppy kisses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Manchine dog probably just wants to bury his bony face. And then instead of Skeletor... You know, taking, destroying the kids too, or whatever, saying, Oh, I brought these They're kids. about to get kidnapped for what, the fifth time now? Because yeah. of Big Claw's reaching down from Horde Prime's ship to grab them. And Skeletor just blasts it, and one blast from his staff apparently makes the whole thing like dissolve like a dynamite fuse. Yeah. And then the ship goes flying into wherever. It crashes, and then He-Man oh, and she -Man takes just it and pick it up and effortlessly throw the thing into deep space. <laughs> yeah, so it's tossed into space, and then, then the kids are like, Skeletor, you saved us! And then He-Man goes, He saved you? <laughs> well, he's so surprised by it. And then this is when they explain to him, he's like, I don't like this feeling! I, don't like I feel miserable, goes. what is this? And He-Man goes, it's the Christmas spirit. It makes you feel dot 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 good. Yeah, but the thing is, how does <laughs> make he make me feel good? How does make he, me feel good? How does he man even know about this? How good the Christmas spirit makes you feel? They all just learned about Christmas. So once again, <laughs> why are they spreading the word of something? They Maybe just these learned? kids are like the ultimate like Christian missionaries. Like they're just converting <laughs> people like that. Now they just think Jesus is the greatest thing ever, and Christmas is thus the greatest thing ever. <laughs> well. Yeah, so and then well Skeletor is complaining about, you know, feeling like a good guy. Shira says, Don't worry, Christmas only comes once a year, so you only have to worry about this piece of shit one day out of the year. Yeah. It's okay, you can be evil like, for the rest. She's suddenly the curmudgeon. Yeah, you can be evil the other three hundred and sixty. Well at least days. Christmas is only once a fucking year. Yeah. Three sixty four evil one day. You have to be good. That, that's all that so then they tell him it's only one day a year, and Skeletor replies, Thank goodness. He's still thanking goodness. He's still corrupted. <laughs> and this is the perfect chance to finally capture Skeletor. They could have invited him back for the party and threw him in jail forever. Yep, yep. but nope. 
<laughs> like, oh, you're in the Christmas spirit? Come on back and come party. Yes. I literally thought that was going to happen where he was going to come back to their party and, <laughs> and then just leave and be like, see you later. Thanks for the fun Christmas party. I'll be attacking you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, when it's not Christmas. <laughs> but it really wasn't even Christmas. Oh, not really. Because Christmas was days from then. It was just their birthday. So what? Is, is He-Man Jesus? You know, amazingly... After saying, oh, we can't send you back for a few days because a crystal needs to recharge, they send them back that night because their parents are just like, where were you all day? But who cares? You're back now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and then even at the Christmas party, uh, Adam He-Man is dressed up as Santa Claus. And she oh, in like, the background, we see Orko's family, his mom and dad, his yeah. dad with a beard, his mom with long, curly blonde hair, and I guess his younger brother with a backwards baseball cap on a barbarian planet, because why not? <laughs> They have baseball teams on Eternia. How do you know, Corey? <laughs> Haven't you seen He-Man, she They probably also did that in the back. You don't know what baseball is? Oh, my God, it's the funnest thing ever. <laughs> well, haven't you ever seen He-Man and she go to a World Series? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He it's like they took He-Man and she and made it into the Ernest movies. He-Man and She-Ra go to summer camp. He-Man and She-Ra go to jail. <laughs> they just learn about all these things in every one. They kidnap kids in every single one, and the kid tells them about summer camp, about jail. It's like an inner city kid, the jail one. Oh, no. <laughs> you mean we get three free meals a day and we don't have to do any work? How many phone calls did you say I get? <laughs> Can it be a 976 number? <laughs> Damn it. That won't reach Eternia. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the kids, well, but like I was saying before, He-Man is dressed up as Santa Claus. Yeah, and sounding him, even more neutered than usual somehow. Yeah, and then him and uh, She-Ra, or Dora, they're like flirting, and it was kind of creepy. It was very, I got this very incesty vibe from it. Maybe I just got used to not even thinking about that. I didn't pick it up, but once he mentioned it to me, it did seem pretty weird. Yeah, it was and very she, like, flirty. She comes up on him, like, like, She's, like pulling too much beard. in his personal space than she should be, like tugs on his beard, then pulls it off. Adam, it's you! Oh, you got me! <laughs> and she's like stroking his arm and stuff. It was kind of weird. But then, yeah, and then and the, kids, like, the kids go back Home. Don't worry, we got you these flying belts, and they don't yeah. even bother to show them how to use them. But they know how. Yep. And yeah, and the kids can just take these flying belts with them back to Earth. Nobody will ever question it. And they just teleport them back home, like, yeah, okay, take this technology that doesn't exist on our planet, and just go around using it willy-nilly, because who cares? Yeah, and then they go back home, and they tell their parents, we were on another planet, blah, 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 blah. All you kids and your stories. Yeah, the parents don't really give a shit that they are gone for maybe a whole day, if not longer. Yeah, they should who have knows, been worried, but who knows how long time, you know, all the way on Eternia, how much time has passed on Earth. You, you have no idea. A day in Eternia could be like three weeks in, on Earth. You have yeah. no, you have no idea. Well, I'm just saying, you, you don't even know. I guess these parents could have not cared that much, but they just said, you know, oh, you've. Where were you all day? Like, they yeah. should be a lot more... Oh, it doesn't matter. You're here now. Well, we got raped three times. Well, as long as you're back no, home. We were just kidnapped four different times. You know, it's okay. And their dad literally looked like Mario. Yeah. He looked like <laughs> straight up Mario was in this in this fucking thing. Maybe they did that because Nintendo was getting big and Mario and they wanted to throw that in there. Probably not, but who knows. 
So, yeah, and then at the end, there's a little message uh, by Prince Adam and Orko. And Prince Adam is like, though we celebrate it and get presents, Christmas is about caring, sharing, and goodwill. And spirit is within all of us. And Orko's like, I like presents! <laughs> I like how in these, usually these specials, too, they'd always emphasize goodwill toward men. Oh, so fuck women, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, She-Ra, she's just a lesser of the two, so it's okay. <laughs> fuck her. You know, you know what? Glass, I always glass ceiling and all that stuff. I always right? liked Shira better because as a kid, I I liked both settings, but I liked being able to watch a show with a lot of chicks instead of just watching a bunch of dudes running around in their underwear all day. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention when Skeletor is first walking off into the mountain with the kids after giving them the coats and taking relay with them, they give big long shot of his behind as he's walking up the mountain. <laughs> Only having, like, a few meager little things to, like, cover up his actual ass or underwear or whatever. And I just kept thinking the animators must have been thinking as they were doing this. Ah, Skeletor, I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. <laughs> I also, like, I was reading what, uh, on the DVD of this what's on here. And one of the special features is the holidays and Mor- morals of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. And another one is montage of morals. Oh, well, <laughs> that I, by the time they made these DVDs, they knew it was a joke. Like, even when they were making the show back then, and it, it was like the infancy of, like, parent groups bitching about violent cartoons, and they're like, well, you have to make it kind of educational, so they forced yeah, those oh morals yeah. on them at the end of the episodes. Oh and, like, the, the writers, animators, like, they hated it. They're like, fuck, what the hell are we gonna come up with now? And, like, just a lot of them were, like, really forced and terrible, so, like, it, if you just watch them all together, I'm sure you just sit there with a couple drinks and just laugh your ass off. Oh, yeah. And then there's also a uh, I have the power music video featurette. What? Where's the music video? On the DVD, Corey. We just yeah. streamed it. What? We just... No, I'm just saying this is on the DVD. Yeah, what about it? Where's the music video? Yeah, under the special be? features, they don't list music video. They just list the music video featurette. So what? Is, what do you? What's your question? I don't like. They it. don't. They they give you the featurette for the music video without how, how they made it, but they don't show you the actual music video. Maybe it was on one of the previous sets because this is the last one they put yeah, out. That's true. They did four He-Man sets, three She-Ra sets, and then this one, and that was it. And you can also hit you. There's also featured the complete Christmas special script in PDF format. <laughs> Because, you know, you got to have that Christmas special script. Well, sometimes you get to see deleted stuff that didn't make it into the animation. And yeah, that's true. They used to publish the shooting scripts for Buffy, but I think they stopped in season three or four or something. Those are always interesting to read. Yeah. Well, that was He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special uh, fitting for this time of year with the holidays. Uh, that just happened, actually, after you would, this would drop on Wednesday following... Christmas itself. Uh, I mean, if you don't celebrate Christmas, you can still watch this and have a good time with it because it's absolutely hilarious. And uh, especially if you were a fan of He-Man back in the day, even if you aren't, it's definitely a treat to go back and watch something like this and get a good laugh out of a really ridiculous cartoon, like forcibly having a Christmas special for whatever reason, especially when the characters themselves have no clue what the fuck Christmas even is. And it has to be explained <laughs> multiple times to a lot of different characters. So that was He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special for B-Movie Breakdown episode number 11. Uh, next week, we plan on doing a Baywatch Nights episode. Yes. This is something we've been wanting to do ever since we started this show. 
I mean, it's only 12 episodes in, but it I mean it just we just can't hold off any longer. I know this was this was more of a movie than that is. It's still like a 40 minute episode of a show. Yeah. So 40 45 minutes. 40 45 minutes. Kind of like how this was. Uh, you know, do a few shorter ones while we're uh, you know, with all the holidays and New Year's and what have you going on. So sadly, I don't believe this is on Netflix, but it should still be up in its entirety on YouTube. Yes. Which is where we watched some of these before. And if it's not on YouTube, we will post the link. Yes. If it's if it just if it happens to not be on YouTube, then we won't be able to watch it. So we'll have to choose something else. So we'll throw a little half episode or tag it on the end of this. Cut this little part out if we find out it's not. But it should be on YouTube. So uh, hey Dan, what episode was it that you wanted to do? I can't remember the title offhand, but I will uh, make sure to post it with the link. But the episode centers around scientists who unearth Viking warriors frozen in the ice, like like prehistoric Neanderthals or something, but somehow they're frozen in a glacier or whatever. They get chiseled out, and not only do they get thawed out, but they get brought back to life, and they start killing people (laughs) with their rusted Viking weapons in modern times, and only lifeguard Mitch Buchanan and his ragtag team of half-assed private detectives can stop these fuckers. Not anybody with a gun or a car. No, you need a lifeguard for this situation. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm definitely excited to watch some more. It might have been called Frozen Out of Time, but don't quote me on that. Do you know what episode number it was at all? No. Off chance? No? Uh, Like I said, I'll just post it. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, So yeah, uh, next week will be Baywatch Nights. Uh, It's such a ridiculous show. The only episodes I've ever seen is the one with a mummy, which was absolutely insane, and the one with a possessed girl. Also absolutely insane. This show, I wish, I wish, I wish it would get a D- at least a DVD release. If not, they should just play season two of this show on Adult Swim. Yes. I would be so excited. It, or even if the they brought it back. The fact that it's an hour, it would fit in perfectly. It wouldn't need any alteration. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. It's such. It's just such an off-the-wall concept. Well, it didn't start off that way, but where the way it went was just absolutely <laughs> insane. And I really encourage everybody to watch Baywatch Nights when we cover it uh, on episode 12. So, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm VRC, and I should note that we're recording this early because we won't have time to do it for Christmas. We're doing this on faith. Faith that the world doesn't end on Friday the 21st. We're recording this just in case we survive the Mayan zombie alien death ray apocalypse. But if we don't, well, God bless and Merry Christmas one last time. Corey, get ready to fight. I think I... Yeah, it's the Mayans. Corey, it's the Mayans. Get down. Get down. It's the best of the world.